0: Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. I'm Jim Oliver, your host. And with me today, I've got a great guest. Who's gonna talk to us about success? And she's an author and she's got some great coaching opportunities on her website, Karen Briscoe. Karen, welcome.
1: Hey, so honored to be here. I always love talking about these kind of strategies.
0: Yeah, don't you love talking about success? Yes. How to break away from the herd and it's available to everybody. I just love opportunity.
1: I like that idea of breaking away because. I'm sure you've heard, you know, if you do the same things you've always done, then you're likely to get the same outcome. So that's that's actually a lot of how the five minute success came about. So I know we're going to get into that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I want to just hear a little bit about you and your background, Karen, just tell us 60 seconds, two minutes. Tell us about you.
1: My profession is residential real estate, which I got to first because of commercial real estate and left that into the business because I found it to be actually kind of boring. I was like, once you've seen one sales, engineering, warehouse office, you've seen them all. So the residential side brings together the soft and hard side of business in the sense that the hard side is the market knowledge and negotiations and strategy, and then the soft side is the relationships. Because when you're doing residential, you're get into people's lives and you get into the when people are buying and selling homes. Are often there's also another life event that's going on. Some of them are positive you know in terms of a baby coming a family marriage right sizing downsizing or upsizing because you have some wealth that's come in or job change but then there's also the other challenging sides is divorce death diapers can actually be challenging so I, I use the Ds sometimes as describing all the areas that we get involved in real estate and I love it and I became successful pretty quickly and when people become successful pretty quickly people want to know how they do it right yeah. like you know, how did you achieve that success? Other people, lots of real estate agents. I think that the numbers just came out. Number sixty-nine right now in in the country with my company of one hundred eighty thousand. So we sell a lot of real estate at a high level, and that led to speaking and coaching and training. And over and over again, I heard from people, "Well, I don't have time." And I'm like, okay, this is a limiting belief because time is a created thing. It is a human construct. And when you say you don't have time, that's like saying you don't want to. So I said, well, do you have five minutes? And everybody said they had five minutes. So I was like, okay, five minutes success. I'm going to show you how you can achieve a higher level success by investing five minutes a day. So that's where the idea came from.
0: That's cool. I love that. And you know, When you think of, you know, Miracle Morning and some of these other books, and you talk about what things you need to do in the morning to kind of set yourself up, if somebody says, hey, I don't have five minutes, then you're right. They're saying, I don't want to.
1: The Miracle Morning, actually, Hal Elrod is a great friend of mine. He's endorsed all of my books, and I met him because of a mutual friend, Pat Hyben, said, Oh my gosh, you could become part of the Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents, in that one of the components of the Miracle Morning is to read for your personal and business development. And so a lot of people do incorporate my books, Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day, or Commit to Get Leads, into their morning routine. And even Hal had people say, Well, I don't have time even for that. And he's got his miracle morning down to six minutes. So the idea is. Really don't want to get people hung up too much on the actual number of minutes. It's more of the fact that and this is actually Parkinson's law. It's been proven that uh, limiting and restricting time actually can make people more effective and efficient. And if you think about that, right? So like how effective are you the day before you leave for vacation? So I think what I find is people, when they're trying to set up a habit or they're trying to they, they try to take on too much, and they become overwhelmed, and so then they become paralyzed, and they don't do anything. So setting up a habit of five minutes, then what often happens is people start experiencing the benefits of it, and then they want to do more, and then they have this, there's lots of analogies you can use. You can have the domino effect, where, you know, the one thing then just starts, you know, knocking everything over. You also can have a halo effect, or the, there's lots of effects from good habit formation. But there's the snowball effect. There's all sorts of ways to look at it, but the benefit of it is, and and the key is to start. And that's why I'm trying to break down people's barriers to starting. And that's where, again, where the five minutes came into.
0: I love that you said Parkinson's law. In Parkinson's law, he said that work expands to meet the time envelope allowed, right? Yeah. And, and just exactly what you said is everybody wants to procrastinate, but he also said that expenses rise to equal income, which when we talk to somebody about breaking away, if you can't break or overcome Parkinson's law, then you might as well give up and dig a hole and crawl in it because you have to overcome Parkinson's law to succeed financially and I don't care how much money you make, but if your expenses are equal to your income, you're not going to get ahead. So You'll be
1: di- you'll be digging a bigger hole. <laughs> that's
0: right. Yeah, you're going to dig dig a big gonna hole. Get out of it. That's yeah. a great uh So what are the four key components of 5 minute success? Tell us about.
1: It. So The first one is commit to get leads, and this actually works for breakaway wealth and for really any profession or entrepreneurship, sales endeavors. And I've actually even had it work for nonprofits. So the idea is everybody is in business development, lead generation, prospecting, whatever you want to call it, how idea formation, deal, you know, finding deals, whatever it is, everybody does it. And so the more you can systematize that or come up with a strategy. But first of all, you have to realize that you're doing it because I find that a lot of people, they get into, you know, they, they want the accidentally to come to them or they want, they're more in lead receiving, if you will, right, <laughs> than right. being in that active uh, process. So everybody does that. The more the people that are successful are the ones that are, that systematize it, that figure it out and, and do it on a consistent basis. So then really everybody also does what I call consult to sell. So that means they they get the deal or they get the client customer or they get whatever it is that they create that that creates business and goes through a process, consult or conversion or whatever you want to call it. So there's a transaction, there's something that occurs on the other end. Because if you are a great lead generator or funnel creator or whatever it is, or deal maker, but you don't, you don't actually convert it, and then you really still don't have anything. You're not going to last. Then what often happens is people get stuck in a transactional nature of life, and so they're only as good as their next deal. They're only as good as they wake up and do it over and over again. This is, you know, you could just say the average person who works at a regular job, right? So they're trading time for money. So mm-hmm. at, at some point to connect to build and grow and to create a sustainable, scalable enterprise or life. You really have to incorporate these components, which are leverage and, and systems and that kind of thing. And then what I found is, is that everybody really has something to do with mindset and motivation, which I break down to success thinking activities and vision. So vision, you're looking forward where you want to go creating the life of your dreams or the business of your dreams, then you think about how to do it. And then you actually have to do the actions. So there's a lot of motivational people that are like, Oh, you can think and grow rich or you can, you know, affirmations and all of that. But if you, if you don't have actions to go along with it, you're probably not going to get very far. And of course the vision is key because if you don't know where you're going, then how will you get there? So all of that comes together. And I've, also a podcaster. That's how we met. I have the Five Minutes of Guest podcast, and I'm at about 180 episodes. And I go through that process. It the, the original book was designed for real estate. And what I found is, is that it really relates to almost, well, everybody I've talked to so far, and I've had, a, like I said, 180 guests, even nonprofits and churches go through this. So like They call it evangelism, the lead generation, right? Yeah,
0: right, yeah.
1: (laughs) Their their conversion or their consulting is their ministry programs or their worship. And then if they don't connect, build, and grow, well, you've seen a lot of churches that have closed, right? So they have to scale and stay sustainable. And then, obviously, they have their own mindset and motivation. So everybody goes through this. And the more I have these conversations, it really... The more I realize that when you think about it though, then you can actually systematize and create more opportunity rather than being just an accidental investor or an accidental entrepreneur.
0: That's really cool you know we we work with a lot of real estate professionals we We have some great clients that are part of the buffini White hat organization, and just we've gotten to really know a lot of great top-notch realtors around the the country. And I always try to equate what they do to what we do in finding new clients and people to serve. And I always think, because I've had some great real estate people and I've had some not-so-great real estate people, and when you get a great one that really knows what they're doing and knows how to help you buy a house, sell your house, I mean it's it's a it's a, one of the greatest bargains out there as far as what you compensate this real estate professional for when you get the bad ones, you're thinking, well what am i you know what am I doing and so I always think I refer the people that are great to everybody that I can, like I want to refer them to people if you're in Southwest Florida, I can refer you to a great professional if you're in Louisville, Kentucky, I can refer you to a great person that I know is going to help you. And so that credibility in, in generating leads, you know, maybe, maybe talk about that because it, on your website, you have a great reading list, by the way. And But one of my favorite books, and I, I was searching on Amazon to find out where my case of them is, is The Go-Giver. And you have several versions on your recommended reading list. But talk about how being a go-giver generates those leads, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure you've heard of the law of attraction and and I hope I can also be on your list of, of top realtors. I'm in the Washington DC, Northern Virginia marketplace. Absolutely. The, uh, well, thank you. So the, the law of attraction is the idea that what you put out, you know, you're going to attract back, right? So when I look at lead generation business prospecting, I look at it like I am attracting opportunity to come back to me because I am sending out the opportunity vibes. Now, where I I see some people get stuck uh, or held up in that idea is that they, they, they want it to be a one-on-one ratio, like a tit-for-tat. Like, okay, I did this, so now I should get that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's not matchy-matchy. So I have found after doing this 17 years on the residential side and over a billion dollars sold and over, you know, 1500 homes. So this is a big sample size, if you will, is that it's not matchy-matchy. I send it out and then something else comes in and it's not the same one that I sent out. I feel like what has happened is that the energy force of the idea that I'm ready, willing, and able to help people with their real estate needs, is the energy force I'm sending out. And so in terms of being a, a go-giver and being a giver, one of the best ways to send out that positive energy force is to to give value, right? And to give relationships. And so I'm a big referral person as well, because that's what I want to receive. And even to the point of giving reviews on podcasts and Amazon reviews for books. And I'm like, okay, I want to receive that. So I want to give it an abundance perspective instead of going, oh, but I didn't get anything back today. So creating that in terms of a perspective is kind of a place to start. And that's, I think, also what you're talking about in terms of the go-giver.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I love what you just said is an abundance mindset and not just looking at it from scarcity of what has that person done for me yet or anything. But one of the things in the five, for people that haven't read the book, if anybody hasn't read the go-giver, I strongly suggest you go get it. But one of the laws that is the fifth law of stratospheric success is stay open, open to receiving. Well, sometimes, you know, we really want to help everybody else, but we, you know, sometimes we aren't open to receiving. And sometimes I think it's a tricky, that's one of the tricky laws, but we have to stay open to receiving from everyone else. And one of the things that create tailwind, we tell people, we don't ask for referrals, but every single client gives us referrals because once they start taking control of their wealth building and take control of their banking in their lives, they want to share it. And the way that they can share it is through us educating their friends, family, and people they care about. And so. You know, it's just like with the real estate and the referrals. When I find somebody that I really say, "Hey, this person knows what they're doing," and obviously, Karen, with the types of numbers and experience that you have, the resources that you're out there giving, you're giving way more in value than you ever receive in compensation. Is you know, it's it's fun to do it that way because you never have to worry about compensation. You're you're just serving other people with the the right heart, and it comes back more than you expect.
1: Absolutely, and in what you're talking about, too, makes me think of the the concept or the idea is the strength and the weak ties. So I think that what I've found is people, particularly residential Ninja Agents, because it's such a personal business, they get caught up in the fact, well, my neighbor didn't use me or my best friend didn't use me or whatever, and so then they're sending out this negative energy that they're like, okay, I, and so back to a lack of scarcity. I, the what i found is is it's often the and i'm sure you've heard of the 6 degrees of separation but yeah. it's often the weak ties and so being open to where those opportunities or leads may come from because uh, if you have the perception that it's going to come from this place and you you stay focused on that then you may not see the opportunity where it could be coming from another direction and i've seen situations where and I'm not saying we do it all the time, but we were doing a short-term rental for a friend of a friend. And so I'm like, okay, for this friend, yes, we will do this. And then it led to multiple multi-million dollar transactions because that person was so happy with the level of service and knowledge and skills and abilities and effort we put into it that they were like, oh, well, now we already have this, we also have this investment property we'd like to sell. And then the neighbor saw us do a great job. And so that, back to the domino effect, right? So you don't ever know where your business is coming from. So be open to where the opportunities could lie.
0: You know, I love that when I first got started in the wealth management business, a mentor of mine told me, take a piece of paper. This is back in 1988. So there weren't like programs to do this or apps to do this is I put my name in the center of the piece of paper and it was like 11 and a half by 17 piece of paper I put my name and then everybody that I talked to that became a client, I kind of drew a little line and put another circle in their name. Then everybody they introduced me to, I did the same around their circle. And I did that over and over and over and over again, and you'd be shocked that somebody that was maybe one of my smallest clients introduced me to some of my largest clients or they were they were two or three separations and then all of a sudden this, you know, massive giant client And I thought, wow, if I would have never served that smaller client, I may never have met the big client, right? And, and it was just, it really shows you the value of every single contact and every single client that you have.
1: And I I just love that visual. I'm already seeing this major mind map. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) And when people sometimes also then have this perspective of, oh my gosh, I'm going to have too much business. And I'm like, okay, well, Let's get over that one because yeah. when you have opportunity and an overflowing, then you have choices, right? You can yep. you can refer out, you can build a team, you can cherry pick, you can you know top grade. You have so many choices, and so that is a way better position to be in, right? <laughs> Than going okay, yeah. where's my next you know deal coming from? And that also creates a negative energy kind of thing as well. So. I'm like, let's go for abundance here. Let's put the, you know, the pedal to the metal, full out lead generation, opportunity creation, whatever it is you want to call it, and then learn how to (laughs) manage the overflow is a way better place to be.
0: Yeah, you're so right on, Karen. And what I love is, you know, you've done it. You know, Tony Robbins always says, if you want something, find somebody who's done it. And then do what they did or what, you know, talk to them and find out. And so you've written some books and you have some books on Amazon and Audible, which I love Audible books these days, riding my bike and uh, listening to them and, and tell us about your books. And there's, there's one that I want to know why 66 days. So, uh, ah,
1: it's a real estate success in five minutes a day. is designed to be read one page a day. So it's a daily reader and, and yeah. The idea of doing one a day is actually very powerful as well because regular books, what I call chapter books, are almost tsunami-like, right? You have too much information, like I can't absorb it all. One concept a day has a chance to germinate, and you're more likely to remember it. It's inspirational and informational, and then you will actually be able to put it in practice. So obviously, education without implementation is just entertainment, which is entertainment's good, but not if you're trying to do personal and business development. So what happened was I had a lot of people say, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. I don't know if I can commit to every day. And I'm like, wow, okay. So let's get it down to a, a challenge. And so the 66 day came about because there's a lot of research on habit formation. I'm sure you're familiar with some of it. and yep. But the one that seems to have the most impact is out of uh, Charles Dewey's book, uh, The Habit. I think it's The Habit. Something, you know, something, yeah. Happened. I know
0: what you're. Uh, yeah, yes. I know the book. Okay.
1: Yeah. So the idea is that people who start a new habit, the first 21 days, they tend to be evangelists. They are so excited about their habit, they're telling the whole world. Just think about somebody who gets a new Peloton or starts Whole 30 or what, or you know, keto diet or whatever. They're like telling the world. So at the second 21 days, what frequently happens, or you know, three weeks, is people start to evaluate whether they really want to do this the rest of their life and so they go through this kind of a a, you know a dip and so this is where the people who power through the dip then they get to the next 21 days or three weeks and they start to experience the benefits of it and experiencing the benefits of a habit and the key is the reason why 66 days is because a challenge is something like oh yeah i can commit to that right they can go okay see that 66 days the what The truth is, is that habits such as brushing your teeth, you don't stop after 66 days, even if you start a challenge. And the idea is lead generation or any good habit formation, you would continue the habit. But if people are feeling stuck and they want to jumpstart. So that's where the Commit to Get Leads 66 Day Challenge came about.
0: That's awesome. And you're right about that daily habit of generating new people to serve or or prospects or leads. Right. And I remember when I was really young in our business and I was in Denver, Colorado, and all of my other colleagues were, they were calling doctors and attorneys and, and, you know, I thought, you know, those people were great to work with, but everybody else was calling them. So what I did is I went down to the industrial area and these small businesses and they were plastics companies and, and welding companies. And, and i started to find out that you know these men and women that were working in these that own these little businesses they might have you know jeans and a t-shirt on unlike the doctor but they were making money and they were accessible and they wanted to help they they were looking for somebody to help them figure out what to do and how to grow their wealth and you know those little differentiators so i would go down there every day for an hour, or sometimes, you know, again, early on in my career, I didn't have a lot to do. So I would be down there for hours. And I would put a certain number of pebbles in one pocket. See, I'm very simple, Karen. And when I when I would get to meet five business owners, and I would put the pebbles from my right pocket to my left pocket. And if there were any pebbles in my right pocket, I couldn't go home. So whatever your well, system,
1: is, I love that strategy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> it worked, right? I mean, and it was just you know, meeting people and getting to know people and seeing if, if it was a, a good fit. You, you know, your, your book, Flip Time, Love Life. Now, when, when I first saw that and thinking of real estate, I thought you were talking about flipping real estate.
1: Flipping homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love doing that too. Yeah.
0: So tell me about that book.
1: Well, so what happens with a lot of people who achieve a high level of success and they look around and go, okay, so what's next and what's the point and all of that? And so but I'm not different in that way in terms of recognize that there's more to being productive and that is a meaningful life and living the life you love as you create and co-create the life of your dreams. So what I, I find is that people seem to be when they get to that point or even along the way, they feel like they don't have enough time to do what they want to do. So the idea to flip time is to put that first. And you may remember from college days of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, and the idea is to kind of work your way up the pyramid. So you start with the basic needs and then you go to your esteem needs. And then once you've reached the top of the pyramid, you start working on what he called self-actualization some people call it zone, the zone of genius. Some people call it flow, meaningful work. And I'm like, well, what if you flip it? What if you do that first? Yeah. And then once you do that, then how do you make the time? Because this is where a lot of people get stuck because they're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. When I retire, I'm going to do that. When the kids are through college, I'm going to do that. Whatever, they are, there's this idea of they're going to do all those things later. I'm like, what if you do that that now? And so the the book is told in a, A story format uh, like a tale it's actually what's called a heroine's journey a heroine's tale there's lots of hero stories and you you know star wars is a hero story a lot of mythology is hero stories this one is is told as a heroine story i love that yeah so it's the idea so that then people can see themselves in the character so rather than being my story i wanted people to say oh i see myself in that and how i can go through this heroine's journey which is starts with a call to adventure and that is where people are like okay I think there's something more I think there's something of mine to do or whatever that is and then they often meet mentors along the way but they also usually meet challenges and if you think of like the Wizard of Oz is a classic heroine's journey along the way she met the lion the wood the scarecrow and the tin man but and she met a couple of witches, and she met some winged monkeys, and <laughs> she came back bearing gifts. So that's the also concept that comes from the the hero or heroine's journey is. It, it's not a linear, it's a, you go through the process and then you come back bearing gifts and then you go back out on another adventure. You can think of like the night's quests and those kind of things or yeah. those journeys. So to think of life as that, then to me is more meaningful because there's no arrival, there's no I'm 65 and I'm retired. I go through my journey and I come back bearing gifts, I've learned things and then I go back out and I do you know, my next call to adventure.
0: You know, that's really cool because we always say, you know, the definition of retirement is to be taken out of service. So we, you know, people think that their goal with their money is to retire, but it's really not. It's to do what you want to do when you want to do it, which is having time and having the resources to do it. And, you know, my, some of my kids, they say, you know, cause all day long I'm talking about money and how to build wealth. And I and I try to explain to them that money equals choices, choices equal freedom, therefore money equals freedom. So we're really talking about freedom and time more than money, but more money is what allows you to have that that time and freedom. So that's that's perfect and falls right into right in, into what this whole podcast is about breakaway wealth and what Create Tailwind and Create is 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 doing. So your podcast, Five Minutes Success, right? Yes,
1: absolutely. Please be sure and check that out on yeah. Overcast, Stitcher, iTunes, all the places that podcasts are. So yeah. would love that. And then you mentioned the books. All of them are available on Amazon or also if you want to buy them in bulk. They're on my my website and other resources as well. And I, I loved your idea of the Breakaway Wealth because – you are, in my experience, correct, is that this is what happens is people create wealth to have time. And I want people also to see how they could flip time and have that now. And then a lot of times that helps people even achieve at a higher level because then they're, they're doing the meaningful work now.
0: Right. You know, yeah, I always think of it as climbing a mountain, like the way that we're taught by all of the noise out there and the noise coming from, you know, really Wall Street and the banks and. And things, and if you, if, you, if you went to a Wall Street broker, most of them, and you said, hey, I got this great real estate opportunity, they're going to say, no, 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 no. Real estate's really, you know, you got to know what you're doing. They, 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 they discourage you. But what they want you to do is climb this mountain called accumulation and have a pot of money that you're going to live on for the rest of your life and hope that you don't run out of money. But and we always out. say, yeah. Yeah, Karen, we always say hope is not a strategy. And I promise you, in all the success you've had your life, it wasn't through hope, right? It was through action, so like you true. said. Yes. And and if you're afraid, there's only one thing that cures fear, and that's action. Action cures fear. And I really appreciate your time and all the stuff, great information that you've shared. And I would encourage everyone to go to Five Minute Success on the podcast and 5minutesuccess.com, too. There's a lot of great resources there. Great reading list.
1: Well, absolutely. And I've enjoyed this conversation as well because I, I think we're kindred spirits on our ideas and and the contribution we want to make.
0: Absolutely. Karen, I hope I meet you in person someday. And until then, thank you very much for your time. And, and thank you, audience. Until next time, go to createtailwind.com. Look at the resources that we have to show you how to break away from the herd. Thank you very much. next time, goodbye. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.